Hello and welcome to The Creators Podcast, where we explore ideas around creativity, curiosity and intuition. I'm the host, Elise, and on this podcast, I'll be talking to a range of artists, both emerging and established, about their own journey with creativity. Today, I have with me Natalie Saunders, an abstract artist originally from the UK who uses inks and acrylics to make her works. Thanks for joining, Natalie. You say you're a recovering perfectionist. Can you tell me a bit about that? My perfectionism probably started when I was doing my degree. And I, in England, you do a sandwich course. And in that sandwich course, I went and uh, worked for a greeting cards company, a big greeting cards company. And the lady who I was reporting into made my life hell from start to finish. And mm. I, I was constantly trying to be perfect for her which has been so detrimental to my career overall and that was I hadn't even finished my degree at that point and it just went sideways from there and to the point of crippling fear when it came to putting my work out there so that's kind of where it all started for me and it's really important that we encourage people we encourage new, uh, young, emerging artists, whether you're new to the field, whether you're older or younger. It's so important because that experience for me really affected my entire career. Mm. Um, so that's probably where trying to get you to like understand my perfectionism and, and how... It has really uh, not just affected me in my work, but it's affected me in lots of other ways as well, um, to the point where I actually didn't want to go back to university because I was like, well, if this is how I'm treated in industry, there's, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's no mm. way I can go back. But I did go back because my dad had a conversation with me. He was like, you've got one more year to do. Once you've got that degree, no one can take it away from you. You've got it. So I went back. And I went back with a different attitude of, I'm going to just enjoy this. And I did really well. I got a first class honours degree just because I, instead of trying to please someone else, I just enjoyed myself. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I my perfectionism started and how vital it is just to be nice. <laughs> just being nice mm -hmm. to people, um, particularly when they're, they're new. And, you know, being kind to yourself it's scary how it impacts all the other aspects of life as well. It's not just, oh, now I feel a bit of fear around the artwork I'm creating. It's about, well, everything needs to be perfect now. Like yeah. I'm, you create these beliefs, like I'm not enough or what yes. I'm doing isn't enough or good yes. enough. And that is so yeah. detrimental. Yes. Oh, yeah. If I could go back to my, because I would have been 21 at the time. If I could go back and say to myself, look, this is one person. In looking back now, it wasn't anything personal to me. It wasn't. It wasn't just something she was doing to me. She was doing it to everyone. But because I was so new and so fresh, I took it really badly. Mm. So yeah, that mm. has been a struggle from the start to finish. Then, but I feel really comfortable now, and I think that's from becoming a parent um, and changing as a person. Your brain changes. Things that used to matter to you don't matter to you as much and things that you never thought you'd dream of mattering before now really do. Mm. And how did having kids help you overcome perfectionism? 
I think having something that can't speak back and you've got to advocate for the health, the well-being, you know, I think that that has changed because it's not just about me anymore. Um, mm. And I've got to be stronger, more resilient for her. I think that's probably 100%. I've got to be, I've got to fight for her as, as well as fighting for myself. But it's that change of perspective, I think. Mm, yeah, absolutely. How would you say that you got over perfectionism in your creative works? Um, I actually think that taking the goals which I had for myself before away and just going, right, okay, those goals I'm not going to even aim for now. These are the goals. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to relax. I'm going to enjoy myself and see what happens. And that's been a really freeing experience for me because I don't have to be perfect because I'm just having fun. And in my mind, I'm just having fun. And yes, I've made mistakes. I've got so many pieces of artwork. I'm just like, oh, I can't show that to people. And then when people do spot it, they're like, oh, that's really quite special. Whereas I'm like, oh, but what about this? And like, yeah, but, you know, it adds to the overall thing. And it's just that process of having fun rather than I have to make this perfect. I have to um, free myself of what I used to think I needed to create to start over, to make something new, um, develop a different style, um, different media. You know, this this is going to sound just so stupid, but 2021 was the first time I'd ever picked up a painting knife. I'd only ever used a brush. Wow. Before. And now I don't use brushes anymore. Mm. Um, because I was like, I'm just going to stop doing that. And I'm going to do something else and see how that makes me feel. Um, and I'm playing with texture. I'm playing with different mediums I wouldn't have, you know, um, dreamed of playing with before. I, I, I used uh, acrylic before, but probably, uh, definitely not in the same way. I used to work in watercolour. But now just ha- having those extra elements, which never played any sort of part in my creative process before has allowed me to create something that I'm proud of. It might not be in my old mind what was perfect, but it's now perfect to me in a different way. Mm, That's really special to have. I found it interesting you said about getting rid of those goals because for me I think that kind of gives me a bit of anxiety of, I don't know, feeling inadequate or as if I didn't achieve it and I kind of feel bad. But in saying that, I've found that when I have let go of those goals and all those ambitions, as much as like it, it brings me joy to achieve them, actually just removing that makes you so much more present and it's aware. It's removing a barrier. It's removing a barrier to your uh, creative potential. Yeah. Because you set, the, you set those goals. You know, I set those goals for myself. Um, and I was the one who was limiting myself. Mm, um. Yeah. And it just, by taking those barriers away and going, okay, this is the, like, 
this is the year that I'm going to say yes to things, which previously would have terrified me. You know, for me, just even putting a selfie out on uh, Instagram was like, I can't do it. I can't let people see my face. I can't let people know who I am. I'm not, I'm not this, you know, I'm, I'm now a mum. I'm, I'm, I'm a different person to who I was before. And that's okay. Um, but saying yes to things, which like saying yes to this podcast terrified me because mm. it, it, it's not something I would have done before. And it's so much more freeing to, to speak to people that enjoy the same things that I do and are passionate about the same things that I am. I'm building connections with people like with Instagram. It's making friends with people who don't speak the same language as me has been really rewarding because art is its own language. Mm. You don't have to speak the same language to appreciate a piece of art. You don't have, you, you just don't have to. You, it's something that is beyond words. Um, and if you enjoy it, it doesn't matter. Those, those barriers have been removed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I really appreciate you saying yes to this podcast because that, that's a huge thing for you because now you're able to share a little bit of your story and yourself and people can learn from that. And that's exactly why I've done this podcast because I want to be able to reach out to artists and build a community but also foster hope and resilience and courage for emerging artists and people that do maybe struggle with perfectionism or are worried about these kind of fears to kind of know like you can tackle it and you will and you'll get there. Yeah, and I think, so I've got a few people who I speak to very regularly on Instagram and those people are the ones that encourage me to to do things that I would find scary. And it, and it is about building a relationship and building a um, community. It's definitely about community. And that is something which I have never done before. I've been this alone artist in the world where I didn't let anyone in uh, because I think my first experience of letting someone in and helping me went so horribly wrong and scarred me for the longest time that now I'm starting to let down those those walls and develop relationships with people and it's really helping me to heal those wounds of the past and hopefully by sharing my experience nobody else needs to go through that Mm. like if someone tells me that someone's saying that their work is x y and z come and have a chat to me like I'll tell you like you've got to work not that you've got to work past things but you've got to um that's one person one person might think that it's not great and let's face it if they're saying it on the internet they weren't gonna they're not gonna say it to your face (laughs) that's something which I I have come to realize if they're saying it on the internet they're not gonna say it to your face Uh, and it's about building creative relationships with people that will help you develop not just your work but also your ability to share that's where I'm trying to get to is that I'm being healed by people who are reaching out to me and hopefully I'm helping them and we're building something together that we can all be proud of. Mm, absolutely. And community is so important. And I think the reason why I care so much about it is I was in a really bad headspace and really down and really lonely 
and I didn't feel like I could reach out to anyone. It just felt so isolated and really confused me. Like I was in just such a bad headspace and just knowing how much a sense of community or belonging or connectedness is, it's so, so important. Like that's what keeps me here. That's what keeps me grounded. That's what keeps me moving forward and feeling like I belong and like loving life is the fact that I can have really deep and loving relationships with so many people in areas and fields that I'm just passionate about. Like Mm -hmm. I care so much about creating really strong, positive relationships because that's what enhances life. That's what Mm -hmm. makes you want to live it because you've got experiences you can share with people and bounce off and grow and learn and like move through life with. It's incredible. Yeah. I I guess my ultimate goal is for people to never feel like they're alone. Mm. Like, I will, if someone reaches out to me, I will always try and enrich their life in some way and they're not alone. You know, there are so many of us who have been through very similar situations. And I don't know why we don't talk about these things more. Mm. I guess, you know, for for me, you kind of taught that you don't, you always talk about the positive things, not about the negative things. And those negative things are so, so part of who you are, whether that be, professionally or personally um that it 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 changes you and we should talk about these things absolutely we need to be there for each other particularly now you know particularly now because we can't see people face to face yeah it's so important Mm, absolutely absolutely I feel like because I did go through so much that really brought about this kind of self-discovery and from there I've really started to to care about my environment and who I'm with like I really am conscious with people who give me energy or or drain my energy and that's why I love surrounding myself with other artists and travelers and and like-minded people because it's so I don't know fundamental to just be around a positive energy It, it completely changes how you see life and how you do life and I care so much I think because I've been in such a bad headspace that it really pushed me to reevaluate where I am and where I'm going and and who I'm with and I think that's so important for everyone to kind of be you know reassess who their friends are and what they're doing and who they're hanging out with and the influence Mm -hmm. that has because that can be it can really change what life is for you yeah 100% yeah totally agree and if there is a negative person in your life sometimes it's the hardest thing to say actually I don't think that this is positive for me and step away from that and it is difficult it it is really difficult to do that but by doing that by enriching yourself by traveling and um, experiencing new things you you learn so much I mean if I go back to who I was 10 15 years ago I'm a completely different person because I've travelled, because I've surrounded myself by different people. Mm. And it's, it's, it's eye-opening. You, you look back at yourself in 10 years' time and go, I've grown so much and I'm so proud of who I am now. Um, yeah. But it's hard to make those um, choices. Um, Absolutely. It's really scary. It's scary to do that because where you are right now can be quite comfortable. Like having to yeah. say to someone, like to confront them, that, you know, this isn't working or that you need to move on is scary. You don't know how they're going to react. You don't know what's next because you don't know where you're going. But I've never regretted any decision that I had like a bit of a bad gut feeling 
and then, you know, decide to move away or leave or change. As scary as it is, because I don't, I really have no idea how it's going to go about. I've never regretted it. It's made me change so much as a person and grow. And I feel so much more in tune with everything because I have been honest with myself. And rather than being like, oh, it's easy to just keep hanging out with this person because I know what we get up to and it's just easy. I've taken that harder route and it's just, it just feels right. Like if I didn't listen to it, I feel like it would still be nagging me or I just wouldn't be happy in myself. Mm-hmm. It's um, really interesting because I think we often, I know that I regret things that I didn't do a lot more than the things that I did do. Mm. You know? I look back at things and think I, sh- I should have, I should have done that rather than, oh, you know, going traveling. I really regret doing that. It's, it's not the case um, because I, I went traveling for 12 months around Southeast Asia, left a really good, comfortable job in London to go and do it. I, people must have thought I was mad, that we were mad going off and doing that. But it's one thing I just can't, I, I don't regret whatsoever. It's the best thing I ever did. Um, you know I actually regret not doing it sooner that's what I regret yeah isn't it interesting you never regret the things that you do and even if you do have bad experiences you learn yes so much from it there's not a single thing that I've done and but really regretted that like I and I agree I regret the things that I held back on that I was like I really want to do it but no I'm a bit scared a bit hesitant and that even reminds me a couple nights ago I went to um Burley Heads because I'm currently in Byron and there were people fire twirling and there was like a drumming circle and I just had this little thought like I wish I could go up there and I just happened to see one of the girls leave and I just had a bit of a conversation and chatted and she's like yeah you can borrow the poise I'd only ever fire twirled once or twice before with a friend in like their backyard and the, I had the most amazing feeling like picking up the poise and fire twirling in front of everyone and I knew walking away that I would have kind of kicked myself if I never asked like I had that little bit of I'm really scared she's probably going to think I'm crazy for asking I don't even know her you know there's you know a crowd but I walked around I'm so happy I did that so happy I've, I'm going through a situation at the moment. So um, I've been, a couple of galleries have reached out to me and said, we'd like to put some of your work into a gallery. And I haven't said yes to any of them because I'm too scared to go forward. I don't know if my work's good enough, if it's the right thing to be doing at this stage in my creative career. Am I going to live to regret it? Because others offers going to come in and 12 months time when I feel like I am going to be ready for it do I just take the plunge and do it what do I do it I really really hope I don't live to regret it maybe this conversation might be the thing that I need to just go do you know what I'm going to do it I think it's because a lot of them are overseas I would love to have one that's a little bit closer so Mm -hmm. I can actually go and be there rather than something that I would have to do online and have that little bit more of personal connection with here before I dare do something internationally Mm, I mean it's a fine line you can't just say yes to everything because sometimes it maybe it's not the best option maybe you do need to wait it out but also in saying that like if and if you kind of get that little bit of nervousness but you think it's right go for it because it will never be the right moment it really would ever be because if the pros are outweighing the cons really consider it because it will never be perfect you'll never be like okay cool 
So that's lined up. That's lined up. I'm not stressed. I'm not worried. Cool. Then I'm going to do it. Like it won't ever come. I know. I know. I just need to take that plunge. Um, I guess that's something that I will. I need to sit down with a piece of paper and go, this is the pros. These are the cons and weigh it all up and go, actually, I am going to do this. I absolutely it, think you should. <laughs> it's really scary, though. I know. I need, but that, I need someone good. to hold my hand through it. <laughs> that's the good thing. We should be feeling scared. We sh- we should be feeling nervous about things because that means we're not in our comfort zone. Yes. Like we like I feel like I crap myself every day for things. You know, podcasts. I haven't done podcasts before, but I'm reaching out to artists all around Australia that I've never met that I think very highly of. And every time you know I go to make the call, I'm like, oh. Like, this is scary. I don't know how it's going to go down. And each one has been so insightful and so incredible. And it's the same with, like, my East Coast trip. I've always been like, I would love to do it one day. You know, you dream 10 years in the future. Like, oh, one day I'll I'll drive up the East Coast. And all it took was just doing it. I just Mm -hmm. packed up my stuff and went. I had no idea how long I was going to go for. I had no idea where I was going to stay. And it ended up being, you know, three months. But if I was waiting for the right time, no, would would never have happened. Yeah, yeah. I just need to go go away and have a real word with myself and go, just say yes to one of these. And once you've done it, you've it's not as scary the next time if there is a next time, because you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just gotta do it. I don't know. I just gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it also does bring up the question of saying yes to absolutely everything. There is a cost. Like you do need a balance. And if- for something that maybe isn't quite right, it's kind of actually sitting back and listening to your intuition and being like, is this the right thing? Is yeah. this something that's a bit scary but it's taking me in the right direction or is this going to take me in the wrong direction? I'm like, why am I saying yes but also why am I saying no? And yeah. actually having a little think is, I think is really important. Yeah, I think so. I think taking instead of – and this is something which um, I was probably doing before – was I was just gut reacting to things um Mm. because my book's always going to say no (laughs) because that's the way it's been trained to behave so I have to get past that I need to give myself some time and I need to think about things with my head and with my heart and not just with my gut going no you can't do that Mm, mm -hmm. um and yeah because that's yeah where that has come from I don't know but it's it's there so I just need to have have that time to sit back and go, this is the right move for me in my career for now and, and take it from there rather than just saying no or saying yes immediately. Yeah. yeah. Just reacting. For sure, for sure. And I mean, there's obviously so many beliefs that we form when we're younger that dictate so much of the decisions that we make. And it's not, hey, you're actually not good enough. It's just you feel that way. And I think when you start saying yes or you take on those things, you gain strength each time. Like for my first interview with the artist, oh, I was so nervous. I was so scared. I was like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And then each time I make a call or just like have a chat, it's just getting more and more comfortable because I'm, I'm gaining the strength and I'm gaining the confidence. And it's just unfortunate that we don't have it in the first place, that we feel inadequate or that we feel that we, we, we shouldn't do it. Yeah. It's mm. one of those things where the older I get, the more I realise that, no one has a clue what they're doing. Yep. No one. <laughs> but when definitely as a younger creative, I looked up to so many people and I held them on a pedestal when I really shouldn't have done because they're just humans as well. And I should have been picking their brains and asking for help instead of being so scared to ask or 
ask for advice or all those kinds of things because you, for whatever reason, think that they're never going to help you or they're never going to be understanding of why you're asking those questions. But in reality, that person has been there as well and has probably felt those things. And nine times out of ten will be absolutely over the moon to be asked <laughs> because they, they a lot of times it's about sharing information and sharing knowledge that a lot of people really enjoy doing but it's about asking those those taking that risk you know making a podcast when you don't feel like you have the knowledge of doing it well it doesn't matter just make it up as you go as long who who says what's right and what's wrong who is that person like I'm yet to find that person because they don't exist yeah, 100% um, right. And that's the same for artists. No one's born an artist and they're nope. like, oh, just doing incredible paintings. It's, hey, like, I'm an emerging artist. I'm, I'm starting up. Maybe I haven't done many works. Or maybe I haven't done very many good works. But they're coming and you trust that process. And through the years of practicing, you yep. can become an artist. You're not born it and you don't have that skill. It's that same thing of just building it up. Like, if you look at all the masters from old, they didn't just pick up the pen or pencil or paintbrush or whatever medium they use and were perfect the first time it took them years years and years to master their craft and we're mostly just starting out you know or we might be halfway through or we might have left the field and come back to it and you feel like you're starting it I even though you know I my degree is in design and art I still feel brand new Mm. I still feel brand new because I took such a a huge break from putting paint to canvas for so long that I feel like I'm a brand new even though if you look at me on paper it doesn't look like I am brand new but it does feel like that again because I've changed as a person and I've changed what I want to share with people so Mm. it feels completely new and there's so much you can explore there is literally endless possibilities and that's what's so exciting about creativity is that there's no, there's no boundaries. You can explore a medium and find something you love in that and keep going with that, which then you find a new area and a new concept and it literally is boundless. Yep. Yep. It's so it's, exciting. I think a lot of the time we limit ourselves. I yep. know I do. I limit myself because I feel like I, there's no possible way I can achieve that. I put things in my mind as an obstacle when really just just go out and do it and see what happens and have fun while you are doing it. While I've been painting sort of this start from the start of this year, I've had so much fun doing what I'm doing and sharing what I'm sharing and learning, particularly for me learning here in Australia because the environment changes paint how things dry how things look at the end of things compared to in England Mm. I found anyway because of the climate's different things dry quicker here so you've got to work faster or you've got to work slower or the ink pigments aren't quite reacting the same way to the heat as that you would have expected because Mm. for me my experience was all based out of northern England where it's cold and gray all the time Mm. (laughs) so it's um you know, we're still learning. And if I went back to England now and started doing the same back back home, I'd probably have to relearn things because I've I've got used to now how things dry and how ink behaves and how pigment behaves. And that's really exciting that something you have to relearn or refigure out 
just based on what time of year it is or what whether what state you're in and all that kind of stuff it's so much fun so much fun Mm, and it's so healing when you are fully present and just having fun and exploring things and that's what I love too like sometimes I'll try to do skill-based things but sometimes it's just whatever brings me joy in that moment Mm -hmm. whether it's throwing paint on a canvas if it's just smearing if it's just mixing colors because I feel like mixing colors it's so important to have those aspects of fun in there yep Uh, 100% (laughs) it is all about just having fun and I found that when I'm not having fun I'm just not as creative I don't think out of the box enough because I feel like I'm I need to stop what I'm doing because I got myself into that perfectionist headspace again and I need to stop have a few days of not doing it come back and then just start having fun again Mm. and Mm. that's when the magic happens when you're having fun Um, yeah and like if you look on Instagram and you're looking through the reels and things, you can see people are obviously having so much fun when they're creating their work. And that is really good to watch as well, um, seeing how people are reacting to what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as well, we're moving the goals because I think it, it's such a fine line between business, marketing, personal development and art. Like it, to have that good combination, like it's obviously incredible to have goals and to be working on them. But it can limit creativity because you're working towards something that's quite defined and um, contained, whereas creativity is so open. And so, you know, letting go of some of those goals sometimes allows that space to just be creative. And that's really where the works come from. And if you think about creativity, what does that mean for each individual person? Mm. What it means to me might be completely different to what it means to you, what it might be completely different to anyone else on the street and that is something that I I really struggle with because I kind of always thought that my the way I needed to think needed to align with everyone else <laughs> I needed to follow the flock when it came to creativity and that's totally not the case it's following the fun aspect of it mm. um, and, and you know getting where you need to go that way and not being afraid to take risks because probably those risks people really enjoy as well mm. Yeah, and what would you say creativity is for you? Uh, creativity for me has changed. Uh, it has. It's less of a mathematical science. It's more fun-based. Before I was like, if I get X and Y and Z, it will be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so changing that and just having fun, it's so much more freeing. Mm. And enjoying myself just enjoy myself and so what if someone doesn't like it so what <laughs> like mm-hmm. so what someone else will and and it's about finding your tribe of people who enjoy what you do and it's about me finding a tribe of people who I enjoy their work as well and just uh, feeding off each other and looking at new colors in different ways and different lights and it's just about having fun mm. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Fun, fun it is. Yes. <laughs> fun, fun it is. Yeah, well, thank you for popping on for today and kind of discussing, um, I guess, even sharing your story about perfectionism and how you've kind of overcome that and just some of the key the key things that you've found as an artist. It's been really insightful and really wonderful to to learn a little bit from you. So thanks so much for coming on. 
No worries whatsoever. Well, that wraps up this week's podcast with Natalie Saunders, a recovering perfectionist and abstract artist. We spoke about how to tackle perfectionism, comfort zones, community, and the importance of fun. Also, sometimes you've just got to take the plunge and do the things that scare you to just say yes. Stay tuned if you want to hear from more artists about what they've learned or tackled in the creative field.